Hi, I'm Martin, and welcome to Upgrade Your Day, the podcast. But can I tell you the funniest thing? On my shuffle, on my album play, I've got a few of Mike's stuff that's on there, and one of them is all the stuff from your show. You know, <laughs> all the basil brush like sound effects. <laughs> So I was out there once when I was doing some digging and I had this beautiful song. It was like, I want to come back as a flower. You know, it was all so good. I was away. It was lovely. And it ended. It went, da, da, da. and then I heard. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a series of fart noises. <laughs> so today we reached the penultimate episode of uh, series two i can't believe we're already at almost to the end of series two when my lovely friend and producer carly said to me i think upgrade your day should be a podcast i think it would be a great thing to do and we started chatting about it and how people could tell us how they upgrade their day talk to people about all sorts of subjects and hobbies and being mindful little did i think we'd be 30 episodes in and just spending all this time chatting to the most loveliest people who brings me on to today's penultimate episode person (laughs) if want for a better word um it is the lovely nicola Keane, who is married to my friend and co-worker i guess you could say mike who knows um how do i put it mike knows basil brush very well wink wink <laughs> if that makes any sense whatsoever oh my phone's ringing hang on this is very unprofessional let me get this one sec hello whenever i try and record these intros there's always somebody that calls me or texts me or the doorbell rings uh, nothing for hours on end until the moment i'm here with a blanket over my head trying to create some kind of soundproofing with this microphone my phone starts ringing anyway back to this episode so um yeah i chatted to mike in episode 15 of season one all about puppetry don't know why we talked about puppetry very odd she's been an actress for many many years and we talk all about our love of musicals and how they upgrade our day and just about ways of being mindful as a performer so without further ado everybody will you please put your hands together and welcome to the podcast nicola keen i think i needed a bit more energy with that didn't i let's do it again nicola keen <laughs> So I am here today with a lovely friend. Actually, just thinking about it, how, when did I first meet you, Nicola? Oh, goodness me. Um, What would it have been? Well, how long have you been working with Mike for probably, what, 10 years? So as Mr. Martin in the Basil Brush show, Nicola is the lovely wife of Mike, who's Basil. Uh, oh, we have some baby about six, seven years. Six, whoa, I thought it was longer than that. Yeah, but we did do Windsor Pantomime together, so that must be where it was, probably about 10 years then. About 10 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I realised I'd rather spend time with you than Mike. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, he might be turning up any minute now. Um, but we should first of all say that you're doing a lovely show in the old court in yeah. Windsor mm-hmm. Joyce Grenfell who I actually didn't know anything about and then when I realised 
her whole life story and what she does as a performer right up my street. Yes. Because I was a huge Victoria Wood fan. Like there was no tomorrow. I remember as a kid watching Victoria Wood and crying with laughter, <laughs> like literally yeah. bent over with laughter. And she is a, what well, would you explain a bit about Joyce? Well, Gordon? funny you should mention uh, um, Victoria Wood because I've seen, uh, I think it was on YouTube or something. It was an interview uh, with Victoria Wood, uh, she went to see Joyce Grenfell. Ooh. And, she, you know, she was obviously in awe and everything, but she did actually meet her. So there was a connection. Oh. But you, you'd be surprised, a lot of, of uh, sort of, not stand-up comedians, but sort of people in, in sort of comedians, yeah. they, they've, they do hold her in very, very high esteem. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the funny thing was, I sort of knew her because... I'm old enough to have uh, watched uh, in my youth a programme called um, Face the Music. And it was uh, four people. I think you had people like David Attenborough and Joyce was a regular. And it was all about music, very highbrow to a certain extent, but very funny. And she was on it. And she was probably towards the end of her sort of uh, performing career. But she had this little bit on television. And I remember watching her then. And I knew nothing really about her huge career as a, a, a sort of artist, a review artist and mm. everything she'd done. But then, of course, the funny thing is, is that this is what we say in the show, because it's a sort of the show is a like a biography of hers. But we do all her best funny songs and monologues and everything. But it, it does actually give you a, a, an idea of her life, journey, yeah. her journey through her life. Um, but um, what I found is that when I found Review with Malcolm, the, my lovely uh co-performer mm-hmm. she was and co-divisor um if i was ever lucky enough to meet audience members after the show wherever we were if we were on a perhaps a cruise or a, a performance somewhere they'd always always come up to me and say you won't know who i'm talking about <laughs> but you really remind me of joy square and oh god if i ever had a pound for every time someone said it because i always used to love the comedy songs and yeah. things in the reviews that i did and uh, i don't know what it was i always obviously came across as joyce it was yeah. just a natural thing so that's when Mark and I sort of said, you know what, we really should do something. Yeah. And that's when we got together and sort of uh, went through her, all the biographies, went through her life and then sort of picked the best sort of funny things and put it, wove it all together into a sort of show. I mean, I remember my parents, when I said um, that you do a Joyce Grenfell mm. show, they were like, I am not surprised. I can see her doing that. Yeah, I can see her it. doing that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the thing in the, I say in the show, um, uh, Malcolm sort of does that thing and says, oh, you won't know who I remember me. You really remember. (laughs) And I sort of turn to the audience and say, well, it's not as if I've got a long neck and prominent front teeth or anything. (laughs) And of course, exactly that is, I actually look like her. You know, I've got this hugely long neck, you know, uh, and these enormous, she called them tombstones. (laughs) And I actually always called my teeth tombstones too. So, um, yeah, it's just, it seems like an easy thing. I've, I've, a lot of the patter songs and things that I used to do, they turned into that sort of a character. Yeah. And, of course, she was so brilliant because all the characters... She didn't always just do upper-class things because I expect many people remember for uh, um, the old St. Trinian's films. Right, yeah. And because she was always this sort of hapless 
woman, you know, said, oh, you know, police sergeant Ruby Gates, you know, she was all like this and, you know, very gawky. And But she did other characters. This was the thing, you know, she did... um, one of the points she we talk about in the show that she used to try and discover she was what we call a someone that observed people mm-hmm. all the time and she was she was always writing things down and uh you know a, a very first uh thing that she did was a, a woman who came to talk at the women's institute that she used to go to and she was very much like that and always said everything with her voice like this <laughs> And we are going to make boutonnieres this evening, and they are uh, very useful and acceptable gifts. They're not only easy to make, but ever so easy to dispose of. You know, and of course, she says in the show, she said, from the moment these people started to laugh, she was astonished at the sound and mm. absolutely loved it. Yeah. And that's how it all started. But she does loads of characters. They, they're all brilliant. I think that's where that Victoria Wood comparison comes exactly. in, isn't it? Because it, it's, it's very similar. But again, not very long ago, I, I was explaining the show to someone and I said, oh, she's like the original Victoria Wood, even though you should never really say that. But yes. I was yes. like, that, that's kind of, if you're trying to think of what it is. Yeah. And do you know what they said to me, Nicola? Mm-hmm. Who is Victoria Wood? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what oh, I realised. Oh, we might I'm as well just older. give up now. <laughs> no, it is sad. I was, I was sad. so shocked. I was like, oh, oh my I gosh, know. I need to send you a million videos yeah. to watching oh, having a laugh. That's very sad. Isn't that interesting, You wouldn't believe though. that, would you? you Age know. has popped up now, hasn't it? No, reared its ugly head. Well, I've got a bus pass now, you know. <laughs> I well, cannot believe it. It's interesting because I was trying to think, well... Who, who would be the modern day? Yeah. Because, I mean, but Victoria Wood's still modern day to me, yeah. but obviously not anymore. No. Who would that be, you know, that has yeah. comical songs, monologues? Yes. It's hard, isn't it, it to kind a, of... Well, it's a sort of... Yeah, I mean, you know, you could probably look at people on television. I think sometimes they've done... What's the... Um, Oh gosh! Oh god! I'm terrible with names. This is it's awful. The lady that does grandma, you know, um, Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. Yeah. Now you see, there's a wonderful example of brilliant Actually, sort of yeah. character comedy, comedy characters. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so yes, it's all, and of course, it all comes around. Everybody learns from someone. I mean, mm. Joyce Grenfell actually learned from an American woman called Ruth Draper who nobody would have heard of. I mean, you know, well, she was an American and she did these monologues, which were uh, very famous at the time. And of course, Joyce absolutely worshipped her when she went to see her. And she Mm. said, nobody could compare with this woman. So, you know, everybody learns from people before them. And of course, in fact, monologues were a new sort of thing. I remember reading in her her autobiography she did one of the very earliest shows she was at some church or i can't remember what it was but it was at a cinema that's right and she had very little room to change she was behind the screen and the back wall so there was that and she wasn't top of the bill there was this other woman who was a variety artist Mm -hmm. and they were both sort of they had an allocated area to sort of change and do everything and she didn't really talk to Joyce very much she was sort of you know muttering away to herself while she was changing and Joyce they had a sort of a military band on in front of them it was really loud because they were right behind them you know behind the screen and it came for Joyce's time to go on and of course she was doing a monologue which wasn't so 
normal in those days because it's a right. it's a different sort of thing and she could hear while she was in the middle of doing this monologue this woman behind you know the the top of the bill lady getting changed she said what's she doing to herself is she just talking to herself <laughs> and of course you know this is it what you do do with a monologue is you, you do just talk to yourself but it's not yeah. just talking to yourself. you're trying to create something where you see the other people that yeah. are uh, in the room with them you yeah, know that yeah. you're, you're trying to sort of create an image uh, yeah. of the people that they're talking you, you sort of it's, it's quite a it's, it's a skill in learning to sort of pretend that you can hear them talking and then you're talking to them and it creates this whole image yeah. it's fascinating to do it so. is and very funny as well and i should point out obviously as upgrade your day we're now moving into producing positive and inspiring shows oh, how wonderful. and just fun having a yes. little bit of exactly fun exactly and i think that's why it's lovely that we're producing this show because it is all about that isn't it yes well we say you know um it's all about laughter we, we've chosen all yeah. her best comic yeah model, monologues great. and songs um and you sort of say, you know, all forms of laughter will be acceptable. <laughs> oh, I might put that on, I might put that on my website. <laughs> Is it? Although smiling loudly does not really cut the mustard. <laughs> I love that. But if anybody is listening to this before the 1st of April, we are on at the Old Court in Windsor, 1st of April in the afternoon. Um, you can get tickets online. If you've gone past April 2023, then you've missed it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're eventually for private parties <laughs> yes. oh she'll do anything oh, for a couple yes. hundred quid this yeah. one <laughs> we probably should we probably should skip over that uh we probably should go back to um just having a little a little chat about well i mean i'm just trying to think now of a show you've done but you've you've basically done every show there is haven't you <laughs> let's face it you... well sort of yes it was but it, in a slightly different capacity i mean i love what i do now and mm. but it's been a long journey mm. you know i mean i started out as a ballet dancer so um you know i was dancing since the, uh, the age of three uh and i i went to a local ballet school and did festivals competitions and eventually i went to a company a, a ballet company in belgium when i was 18 and I spent three years out there and I was doing all the ballets and it was wonderful. And when I did come back to London, I thought I was going to carry on. I thought mm. I was going to be, you know, when the season changed, I'd start auditioning for uh, London companies and everything. But as a dancer, you have to do a class every day, you know, yeah, right. to it's just one of those things. You do a ballet class every day. And I used to go up to, well, in those days, it was Pineapple. And oh, yeah. I don't know if we even know whether this is. I'm sure they're still there. But <laughs> yeah, it was Dance Works and places like that. I used to do a class every day. Um, and I I sort of fell into, I think there were people there that were sort of more commercial dancers. And I fell into musicals. Yes. You know, yeah. and people had agents. I'd never heard of what was, what was all this, <laughs> an agent, you know. <laughs> And I'd always done, as a, you know, even my early days, I'd always done other things other than ballet. I'd done jazz and tap, you know, mm. to a sort of big degree. Mm. So, and I sort of found that, you know, eventually I I went for my first musical audition, which was a great musical called On Your Toes. Ooh. And this was the great thing. I sort of came back to London at a time when dance in musicals was huge. Um, and this thing, they needed classical ballet dancers you know to a high degree uh and i got the job uh of course when they told me about singing i said pardon 
<laughs> I had no idea that you had to sing as well. And if, uh, so then it was a sort of second mortgage in singing lessons yeah. and everything. But I loved it. And it was just, there was no turning back after that. Because, I mean, ballet is a bit of a vocation. It's it's mm. wonderful. And I loved it. But it's very hard work. And, of course, your career is over very I was going to say, it doesn't have a long span, Not really. I mean, unless you're a Baryshnikov or a, you know, and you can go on and on into your 40s. um, But it's it's sort of over. And also, I have to say, in my day, you know, it was quite hierarchical. You sort of have to start off as corps de ballet, then you do a year. Yes, yeah. And it's it's hard, you know. But did that lead you into, because you played the white cat in Cats? I did, yes. So that was obviously because of your ballet background. Yes, well, sort of, yes. I mean, ballet is, I've always thought, is the foundation for all dance. Mm. You know, I think if you've got a solid ballet foundation, I mean, there are other people that are just brilliant i mean i love contemporary dance as well in fact i did a lot of work with a a, a, um, a company that do a lot of beja which is sort of contemporary ballet yeah which i loved okay. uh but it is a sort of basis so you know you do have to have a well when i was at drama school i was yeah. told this as well ballet is the base of all dance, dance yeah and then i had to do <laughs> what did you have to do I had to do ballet class. <laughs> Why are you laughing? And of course. But, it, you know, it's and Mountview was known wonderful. for, it, at the time, my drama school was known for actors yes. that can sing a dance. Yes. Whereas something like, I don't know, Guilford was known for singers that can sing. Singer, yes, There's always yes, different exactly, ones. Yeah. So it was always very much uh, lots of characters at Mountview. Yeah. But we had to do ballet. So That's I had to right. have that whole black slip thing. Oh, you know, yes. And I looked like a potato in a <laughs> Tesco's <it>. bag. <laughs> And every morning we would start. But do you know what? I actually, funny enough, it was, I mean, we used to laugh at ourselves all the time, but we really enjoyed it. Yeah. We actually enjoyed the process of learning ballet. It's just, just, I don't know if it's right to say it, delicate, but it just felt beautiful. Yes. It felt delicate. Yes. And it, it felt a lovely way to, yes. very similar now to mindful movement, actually, where we just do very slow movements and uh-huh. we just connect to all parts of the body. That's right. Just to feel grounded. Well, it, it is. It's very controlled. Mm. And I, I like it as well because it, it's, it's sort of uh, very, very strong. I mean, uh, you've probably heard about um, rugby players, you know, that take up uh, yes, I was ballet. Told that story. Because it's a different yes. sort of strength. You know, uh, dancers always try to get long muscle, which is, you know, very... But they're incredibly strong. Yeah. I mean, the men in ballet, I mean, they're holding women above their head. Yes. And, you know, it's different sort of strength altogether. Well, isn't there a thing... When I was laughing at myself in the mirror back, back at drama school, wasn't... We got told a story about... Uh, this might be completely wrong, but the Australian ballet... Mm. Um, went up at a strength test with the Australian rugby team and the ballet boys just literally wiped yeah wiped they just they they overtook them it's incredibly yes Mm. well this is it and of course and then the interesting thing is of course ballet is you've got to look like it's no effort at all that's Mm. where the strength comes into it because if it looks like you're I mean a rugby player can pant and huff and puff and everything but you've got to look in complete control yes of course and there's this whole serene it's like a swan exactly like a swan it's all beautiful and soft on the top but underneath the legs are paddling like mad yes you know that's exactly the analogy of ballet Mm. Mm. um so yes it, it, it is very very tough and of course that I found worked against the singing side of things oh, right, yeah. because what you do as a singer you've got to sort of breathe 
from the sort of the diaphragm, the, the stomach. Yeah. Whereas as a ballet dancer, you're for, forever just topping up. You yes, know, it's all yeah. up high in the chest. And, and of course, that's no good for singing. No. So, yeah, you have to sort of... There's that picture as well on social media, isn't there, that does the rounds every now and then where it shows somebody in some ballet shoes looking absolutely beautiful lovely yeah. line and then it shows another picture of their foot yeah. not in the ballet <laughs> covered in cuts yes. and bruises yeah. and strapped with plot yeah. and it's absolute no it's appalling it was i mean i i came off relatively unscathed right. i was very lucky i think the shape of your foot has a lot to do with it. if you've got a high instep that's already your you're on a winner you know but yeah. um yeah, it could have. Oh, I do remember the blisters and oh. everything. And then you just shove surgical spirit oh. straight on oh, the blisters no. to keep them. Yeah, we would. You'd have to do that to harden the skin off. Oh, I know, it's yeah, revolting. And then, you know, of course, the shoes, if you were paying for your own shoes and weren't in a company, you'd sort of put car you know the stuff that you used to put in cars to sort of like fiber, no fiber no not petrol <laughs> no like fiberglass i remember putting they used to put shellac in the shoe to sort of strengthen it oh my God. um yeah so it's it was brutal it really is well well i'm glad to hear that you kind of slightly moved away from that when you were well, into your musicals <laughs> and just off the top of my head from the years i've known you um the things that i absolutely love is that you did joseph i did with yes. um jason donovan well, i was did it? them all so yes, right I, back in the very beginning yes when that it started. was um jason and then we had uh philip philip schofield and uh, uh there was the other chap um was that the days of, did like Debbie, Debbie Gibson from the West, um, from America, did she do it? Or Sonia? Uh, some, oh, I no, I think that was it. I had uh, Lindsay Janice. Hately. Who? Lindsay Hately did Oh, it. yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, yeah. she's a lovely girl. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went in to do, well, you did Oklahoma at the National. Did that, With yes. who did you do that with, Nicole? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just going a bit hot under the collar here um uh the lovely huge act oh yeah oh hang on sorry sorry we just have to stop recording because um you've just dropped this really heavy name on the floor here. let me just pick it <laughs> i didn't realize what you were doing i'm looking on the floor wondering what you're talking about no how lovely and i know you still like he's you still keep in contact don't you which is well sort of i mean he's the most adorable <laughs> gorgeous fella i mean what a what a absolute star i mean in all aspects yeah we used to sit on the side of and watch him do he used to be slightly different every night it was just such a wonderful actor lovely thing and just hilarious great yeah. really really lovely bloke and it couldn't have happened to a nicer man yeah well that's great yeah. isn't it it's nice really really nice success and that was again, nice again i mean i look back at all the companies i've worked with i mean that was just stunning company yeah the people that were in it were just wasn't um the woman off Coronation Street, she was in it as well, wasn't it? I say Coronation Street, that sounds awful. She's done a lot more than that. Um, what's Maureen. Her name? Maureen Lipman. Maureen, yes. She was in it, yeah. wasn't she? Oh, God. Well, you see, and there we go. We've come full circle. Because she did a, a Joyce Grenfell show. She was famous. Oh. That was her uh, big thing. It was all in the West End and everything. She oh, she know. was the first to sort of do a, I can't remember what it was called now. That's terrible. I've got a terrible memory. Um, but, yes, yeah, she did a, a one-woman show. Ah, 
right. uh, all about it. So yes, again, again, she's sort of very similar yes, look to yes. her, you know. But um, yes, yeah, she did. It you was can... very different from my show. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, she was the first. She did uh, a lot of the monologues and everything. And of course, that's the other thing because I was in all these flipping shows. I never got to see anything. No, of course. And I missed, you know, because we'd yeah. we'd have working six days a week. We get Sunday off. And Eight shows a week. Yeah. I, that, that was for years and years and years. Yeah. So I really missed a lot of shows, you yeah. know, because I never got... To, I think it's slightly different now. I think they do Monday shows or something. A lot of them do Sundays. Sunday, I mean, I and then you get Monday off Mondays or something, off. yeah. And then you st- a matinee used to be on a Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah. Now it's like a Thursday or a yes. Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. Sometimes they clump them all together over a yep. weekend. It's very different yeah. now. When no, they, no. I, when I missed that. out. I would have loved to have seen her. But, you know, again, she was adorable. And she was very nice to me, actually, because um, I think she knew I was sort of honing in on the comedy side of things yeah. and I was very naughty in the show as well because I used to make them all laugh and <laughs> so yes yes it was it was very great fun well great maybe fun. you could do a Maureen Lipman show at some point <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm getting confused now <laughs> whatever that could be that is yes, a real full yeah. circle well she's had a massive career you know she's uh, uh, yeah. again a sort of comedian that is just uh, drama yeah. and everything so well, and I a writer ask, what a brilliant writer oh, yeah. too of you course, know. yeah of course what i wanted to ask you was the thing that put me off of doing like eight shows a week in the west end not that i ever got a chance to do it but <laughs> the thing that terrified me when i used to go to auditions was there was a point when they'd say we're looking for understudies yes and i'd go for an understudy rehearsal and all i kept thinking nicola was I need a good six weeks rehearsal yes. to play that part. Oh, yes. To understudy two or three yes. parts, to not go on, to have them under my belt. I know. I just can't yeah. do it. And that's why I kind of stepped away into my like solo comedy work because I thought that it I terrified it. me, absolutely terrified me, the yeah. thought of knowing that. And I have a friend who at the moment is understudying four parts, four tracks as they call it. And um, just doesn't go on from one week to the next. No. And it terrified that pressure. Yeah. Ter- and talk about my anxiety. I mean, I would be sat in that theatre every day, up to my eyes in anxiety. Yeah. But I know that you understudied Sarah Brightman. Uh, n- well, actually, no. I, it's sort of not true, really. You didn't I try was and push a, her down I, the I, this is going to be this <laughs> is going to be hilarious. I was her body double. <laughs> <laughs> I never, uh, although I would have just killed for that part, but um, uh, I, I body doubled from her in the in the, the because in those were, action scenes, in the in action scenes, of the opera. yes, I know, I know, I know. And I tell you, there was a, there was a wonderful part because um, I think she was off doing some promotion of some other thing, and uh, it was quite near the beginning of the opening when when we first opened, and Michael was doing a. Uh, a video of the music of the night. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, needed Sarah to do the the bit, but she wasn't available. So I'm the one on the actual video of it. It's my back. So I'm doing very, very serious back acting. Your back is in the video of music of the night. Yes, that's me. Yes, because, you know, uh, I was body doubling for... Well, I sort of look like her as well. I, can, I think, oh. you know, it's that sort of big, wider. It, I mean, it, it's very good. We were all wearing these magnificent sort of re- Renaissance wigs, you know, the yes, sort of yeah. the long, curly hair. Yeah. I actually had black hair. I mean, I've been blonde all my life, but I had this long, black, curly wig on. And um, and we all had really heavy black sort of makeup. And, uh, 
yes i got away with it but i they were only scenes where she was sort of walking on the travelator at the back and everything right but michael did it so he was because we had to climb up a huge ladder right to the top of the flies and then walk across this thing and i used to wait every night for michael to come up and then we'd walk across the travelator so yeah i was more of like a stunt no i wasn't actually but i did do i have done i i will always i'm glad you mentioned that about the the understanding because mm. i've always hold what we call oh. swings yes, and understudy right, people yeah. The highest of the high. They are Just. the, I mean, I'm speaking, I'm being big-headed, but they are the the most, uh, you know, underrated yeah. people in a show because yeah. they hold it together. I mean, without them, the shows would cancel. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's- I mean, I, when I first did Cats, I started as a swing. Right. Uh, I had eight parts. Oh, my god! And when I first went in, <gasps> I think I went home and cried the first day when I, when I looked at it because I thought, I am never going to know that. Because it's not just what they do. You had to learn their tracks under the stage, you know, because it was all on this big rubbish dump. So you had to learn where to find your tap shoes, where to, you know. Of course, we say it's a show. People come to watch a show, but they don't realise there's a bigger show going on backstage. Oh, totally. With people swapping yes. sides, getting changed, understage, yeah. upstage, up, down, round. Yeah. All sorts happened. And it took me about three to four months to be totally secure in everywhere. And of course, I was never off. Because there were so many injuries in the show. Because yeah. it's a full-on... I mean, it's the biggest dance thing you're ever likely to do. You know, it's yeah. really hard work. But they were. I was on every night. And sometimes I was on for more than one person. I was on oh, doing part of another person's <gasps> track. And sometimes I'd do three. <sighs> so, yeah. It, but how did you deal with that? With Like I mentioned about my anxiety be through the roof. Are you somebody that just, just did no, it? No, I was terrified. terrified you know, yeah. I was absolutely terrified. And, of course... That was the show where I sort of started learning to sing on my own. You know, I'd always sung in chorus, you know, Mm. like Phantom and On Your Toes and everything. But Cats, you know, you had the odd part that I was understudying that had to sing out loud, you know, on their own with a mic. So Um, when you came in that morning, like every morning, how did you how did you go about that in your mind for your own? Well, you walk in the door and you find out who's off. Yeah. And you go, ah, (laughs) (laughs) right. okay. so I'm doing her. Well, you know, and once you after. Yes, it was terrifying. Mm. I had a folder sort of about three foot thick of all the tracks and everything. But once you're into it and once you know what you're doing you'd sort of say yeah. oh who's off tonight you know oh i get to do oh great i love yeah. that and of course everybody if you're in a show for a year you have holidays so there'd always be ones that were booked out you knew were coming up and people would have a week prepare. off or even mm. two weeks and you'd know oh i've got a week of what you know right at that point i had a i was understudying white cat among my eight characters right. And I used to go on for a while. And I did enjoy it. I loved it. And then uh, the girl, she was my best buddy, actually. And when she left, I took over White Cat. Right. But I hated it because, oh, no. A, it's the... Well, I didn't hate it. I loved it. Yeah. But after about four or five months, I was bored out of oh, my okay. head. Yeah. And it also, it's exhausting. Yes. And I just said, oh, do you know what? I really... 
would like to go back. So I went back to being swing. Oh. Because apart from anything else, I was earning a fortune. <laughs> yes, because you, you get paid every time. People you don't get, know, you get paid for the more parts that you yeah, know. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to perform them, but you get paid. Yes. Yeah. And then if you perform it, you get paid you on get top paid of that on top. Again. You get an understudy fee That's and everything. Right. So I was really, I was, this is where I was saving money yeah. w- toward what be my flat that we're sitting in now, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I went back to being swing because it was, and also it, the white cat, she's very sweet and everything, but I used to like doing the more sort of nasty cats, you yeah, know, or, or with a bit fun. of personality, you know, and I didn't have to be. Smiling. What's your favourite musical you've ever done? What did you have oh, the most God. fun with? That's impossible. Oh. Absolutely mm. impossible. I, I, I couldn't put a pin between them. They were all, I mean, Phantom was just incredible because yeah. of nobody knew. I mean, I actually auditioned for Chess, you know, when it first came oh, out yes. in, in London. And I didn't get it. And I was devastated, you know, because I'd heard the concept album. And I yeah. thought, oh, I love the music. I loved it. And I was really grumpy about it. And then my agent phoned up and she said, well, I've got this other one to do. It's called Phantom of the Opera. And I went, oh, God, <laughs> really? What's that all about? <laughs> I really wasn't interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, they wanted ballet dancers. They wanted six ballet dancers who had to be very... Uh, and there were something like eight auditions. It was massive. And then we sort of got a feeling this is could be big, you mm. know. And it, we nobody knew what it was going to be like. No. Um, and, yeah, so that was just special. Well, that was from the start. Michael Crawford, yeah. Sarah Brightman. Yes. That, I mean, that exploded that to have been part of that Yeah, at it that was time. very, very special. And, you yeah. know, even now I sort of look, <laughs> sort of cry slightly when I see the adverts on the tube and it says, 35 years. <laughs> I just want to kill myself. <laughs> You're kidding me. It feels like yesterday. <laughs> Do you go, I was in that from the start? Do you turn to people and go, I was in that well, first? Well, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I, well they, do, they have had reunions occasionally. You know, we did, right. we did one at the Albert Hall and, you know, and because of every time you go back, there might be a few less people, yeah, you know. And, yeah. uh, but it's funny, you sort of bump into people there and, you, and, and I, I mean, love them all. And you sort of go, oh, gosh, look how old they look. And <laughs> that's how old I am. <laughs> and then you sort of chat. And after five minutes, the wrinkles disappear. Yeah. Because you're just the same person. Of course. Nobody, yeah. we don't change. Nobody yeah. changes. I'm exactly that same person. This is why I'm horrified, you know, when I look at my bus pass and I think, oh my God. But, you know, it feels <laughs> like yesterday. Are but- there any musicals that you love listening to? Um, because obviously, nowadays, you were saying to me earlier about how you just love being in your garden now, how that's your that's your bit of mindful time, isn't yes. it, being in your garden? Oh, yes, yes. I love gardening. Love it. Did you have? Did you do much of that when you were in the West End, no. or was it all about being in the West End? It was all about being in the it, West. That's what at your that life time. Was. Yes, I think. I, no, actually, I tell a lie. There was a few things because, although you know, in a show like Cats, you 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 sort of say, "Oh, you're only going in the evening to do your show." Hmm. You know, what do you do? You're like, you don't. Yeah. You know, because Tuesdays there were matinee days you were in there mostly i was doing a class as well so right, i do a yeah. class in the morning you know um you'd be doing understudy calls yeah, you'd be doing on. other stuff you know so you were in all the time yeah. it was all consuming but there were some other shows where you know perhaps you had i had 
time to myself you know during the day and i took up painting okay i did uh i taught myself uh watercolor and pen and ink paint painting and i used to enjoy mindful time yeah i loved it and i've always liked doing things i i've now found i've got these wonderful earphones you know the big ones Mm. um the noise cancellation so i now i'm away with the fairies you know if i'm in the garden i can be out there for hours and i'm listening to i've found this new thing the shuffle you know whether you just shuffle well i've got a lot of all my albums on on my phone and it just randomly Mm -hmm. because you're so used to a a track coming out if i'm listening to stevie wonder or something and you think oh i know what comes and then it doesn't yeah and at first it it threw me because i thought oh no i know that comes next but now i love it because this but can i tell you the funniest thing because on my shuffle on my album play I've got a few of Mike's stuff that's on there. And one of them is all the stuff from your show, you know, <laughs> basil all the brush basil brush, like sound effects. <laughs> so I was out there once when I was doing some digging and I had this beautiful song. It was like, you know, I want, it was so appropriate, you know, uh, Stevie Wonder, I want to come back as a flower. You know, it was all so good. I was away. It was lovely. And it ended. It went, no, no, no. And then I heard, <laughs> and it was a series of fart noises <laughs> and it was because in these big earphones i just jumped out of my skin i thought someone had come into the garden that was from the educational part of yeah, our Basel yeah. <laughs> this brings us on to our little home retreat idea that i'm going to do with you now yeah i'm just going to ask you a little just little quick answers yeah about a little home retreat for you just to finish a up today a home retreat a home retreat it will make sense as we go along okay all i'm going to ask you is what's your favorite day of the week uh friday friday yeah and what about what time of the day what's your favorite time of the day oh probably about four o'clock five o'clock five o'clock in the evening tea time. early evening yeah and what's your favorite place to be sort of like just not not you know on a beach in havana but somewhere sort of here where's your favorite place to just to be to sit to i'm relax? sitting in the garden in the garden if it's warm <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, I, to be honest, I sit down yeah. in clothes or anything. Me too. Yeah, just sit there in the garden. Uh, probably I won't sit for long because I go, oh, I'll just go and do that. <laughs> I've got to prune that rose or do that. And who would you be with? Would you, are you quite happy by yourself or do you like to have people around you? Oh, I like with Mike. We always have a little, he comes down sometimes when I'm gardening with a cup of tea with a little something little biscuit little something and uh yeah and then we just sit down have a little chat for sort of half an hour and that's it it's just like a moment what about clothing what are you most comfortable in what's your go-to what Um, do you love wearing i i i like wearing dresses actually i've always i like i'm not girly well i am girly i suppose but yes i like that but i was saying you know, earlier I tend to be in work clothes most of the yeah. time now. I've always liked the idea. Stuff you can dig in. Yeah, something for digging in. No, I've always loved the idea of being sort of one of those lovely artisan people with a sort of smock, smock. you know, like a garden Floaty, smock. floral well, smock. Well, not, no, no, like a working smock. Oh, with you pockets. Know, with, yeah, yes, yeah. so I can put my trowel in and, uh, uh. and with a big, a big, a big, a big floppy hat. And I'm just going to go and prune the roses, dear. Long gone are the days of you walking on a travelator with Michael Crawford. <laughs> 
Uh, what about your favourite? What is your favourite music? If, do you have a genre of music that you love listening to? Well, or just that shuffle button? Oh, it's a shuffle button. I mean, mine ranges all over. God, I thought about it the other day. I thought, God, if I was ever invited on, which I won't, <laughs> but if I ever had to do Desert Island Discs, mm. I wouldn't know where to start because yeah. every time I hear something, that's my favourite. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then I move on to something and I thought, oh, I'd get bored with that. Yeah. You know, maybe I, I would grow out of that. Move to but something else. I, it's funny because I listened to my son's playlist the other mm. day because we've got I've decided to, I'm doing a playlist for him of my music right yeah. he's very open to stuff you know and mm. he likes films and everything so he listens to film scores and, right but I I don't know I mean I go back from stuff that my mum and dad used to and then that gives puts me in a total yes setting you yes. know Nat King Cole uh, Ray Charles yeah uh, all those sort of people I love and when I listen to that I get very sort of warm and nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And then, you know, there was another era that was all Simon and Garfunkel and mm-hmm. things like that. And then the more modern stuff, the stuff I found later on, which are actually older, people like Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I suddenly looked, actually, a lot of them are women, but... Yeah, mine are all my favourite yeah, artists. Yeah, they are a lot of women. All of them. Uh, it's sort of Joni Mitchell and and I like Tori Amos. Yeah, she's yeah. wonderful. I love all you know. And obviously, we did Glastonbury last year with the Basil Brush show. We were yeah. there together. And we <gasps> Christine love and Christine the and the Queens. Yes. And she's back this year. Yeah. Oh, I like. Yeah, she's so and she's got so a new French. album coming out. Mm. Yeah, I love her. She's so. You're definitely out a shuffle there. person. You're definitely. I'm shuffle very. Person. Oh, it really is. It's no. You can't. What about your favourite scent? If you could turn your favourite scent into a candle that you could light, what would it be? Now that's funny. I'm very strong on smell. Mm. Uh, very evocative. I've got a really revolting candle in my lounge <laughs> that I can't throw away because it's got to say, oh, God knows what it was. I don't, but it just does something to me. Right. Um, and then I found one of those things, you know, where you put the sticks in, and I found one that oh, I love yeah. of those. That yeah, no, very. I haven't got a. I like. Uh, I, I now, of course, my dear mum, who used to have, um, oh, get you, Chanel. Chanel. So when I smell that, I smell her. Yeah. That's, that's gorgeous. Um, and I used to, I often put a, a spritz of something that I really like in my suitcase before I go away. Oh, yeah. I spray the inside of the suitcase and I think, oh, that's nice. It's just lovely I but like i don't that. know i mean you know i've sort Chanel's of changed nice, over that's the years. A comforting smell, i found it? one normally that um i found one that was a penhaligans and i didn't realize it was called odoneal oh and it's gorgeous it's not sweet it's not anything it's a very strange i suppose it's probably got a bit of musk or something i'm not right. sure but it was really expensive. I thought, oh, I can't be forking out for that. I cannot. So I, I used to go into Bentles, you know, and just spray it on my wrist every time yes. I went in. You know, I yeah. thought, oh, I'll just put it on, make it look like I acted, you know. I was like, oh, what's this? You know, and until they started to see me every day, you know, I was, I was just, oh, what's this? You know, and I'd spray it on. And then I went across the road to John Lewis. How middle class is it? Um and I sprayed this other one, and it was a different one. It was, uh, who was that? Liz Earl. Oh. And I was spraying one on, and I went, oh, my God, that smells just like the one I've So I went back over the road, and I kept putting <laughs> one on one hand and one on the other. Well, it was about a third of the price, but it's, and apparently it's obviously something that I like because it's, I don't know how to say it, oh, oud. What was in it? O-U-D. Oh. And it must be something, Odeneal. Oh, 
I don't know what it is, but I smelt it in two places and it, and yeah. I recognised the smell. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is Eau funny. Eau de Nile. Yeah, Eau de Nile. Whatever that is. Yeah. And what about your favourite food? What's your favourite What's your favourite food? Comforting food. Honey. Honey. Yeah. Oh, nice. Honey on, on really nice bread. Toast. Ooh. Toast and honey. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And what about drink? It and can thanks be... to you, excuse oh, yeah. me. Yeah. I go through a jar... <laughs> Of peanut butter and marmite every I am week. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, so sorry. But you did that to me. I had a little. I asked to say, "Oh, Martin, can I have a little spoonful of that uh, that yeah. thing on my toast because I'm really hungry?" And then I just that was it. Marmite, and I have infected butter. many people as well. They're, my sister is now. She she goes through it. And my my nephew who lives up in up in uh, near Coventry, and he he. Uh, he sent me a picture because I told him about it. And he sent me a picture of, the, of that next to his toaster. And he said, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing Marmite peanut butter thinking, oh, no, really? Or yeah. you could you could just do that yourself with, with Marmite with, and yeah, peanut butter. I did butter. think that when I ran out and I yeah. was desperate. I but thought maybe you can't know. There's a sharpness to oh, it. Oh, it's the just, sharpness. Yeah, I know. I it's know. cracking, isn't it? And I sometimes have half a bit of toast with that and half a bit of honey with honey on it. <laughs> I just love that. Uh, (laughs) It's your fault. I know. I love it. You're welcome. And what about your favourite drink? Maybe non-alcoholic or alcoholic. What would be your favourite tipple to sit down with? Oh, well, a cup of tea, really. A cup of tea. Three a day, I think I go through. A cup of tea. Uh, Uh, I like, I I love, what? I don't drink any spirits. I've tried desperately because, you know, I've always tried. But the only thing I, I... have drunk as a spirit and really enjoyed was on the cruise which is oh, a margarita yeah. margarita i think yeah. it's the salt again you know yeah. it's the marmite thing coming it's in isn't it marmite <laughs> around the rim of around the rim, yeah <laughs> well listen here we go then so your little your little home retreat yes which is a way of saying not like you're taking some time for yourself but you're actually having a little home retreat with all your favorite things yeah is on a friday yes five o'clock <gasps> In the garden with Mike, yeah. you're wearing a smock, <laughs> you're, you're shuffling through your Spotify playlist. Oh, it sounds like every day. You've got Eau de Nile smelling from yeah. summer, whatever that may be. You're eating toast and honey, maybe a bit of Marmite and peanut oh, butter on the side gosh. and drinking a cup of tea. That actually sounds like my life as it is now. That is your ultimate yes. moment. It's not about travelators of Michael Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> What's new with the travel later? It fascinates you me. You wait till well, it broke down one night. You no, know. Yeah. you broke down on the travel later. <laughs> yeah. What happened? I can't remember. I think we just sort of said, oh, that's gone then. And we sort of sidled off <laughs> and had to climb down a 60 foot ladder. <laughs> Oh, nowadays, there were so many things Can you things still climb down ladders nowadays? You probably have to have a oh, special yeah. lift Oh, you know, you were talking about cats. Mm. So, yeah, I remember when I was just start. you know, when I was doing my first parts for the first time. Mm. They never taught. I had to do this thing where you had to swing on a trapeze, literally above the set, a huge trapeze. Yeah. And you had to get up onto a launching platform and then oh. do this swing. Oh. No safety line at all. <gasps> nothing. You're joking. And you swing right across, swing back swing across swing back and then you get on well i didn't i wasn't told that when you do the trapeze part this etc i think the part was called you have to put on a special tail which is shorter than the other tails because uh Otherwise, it would get caught on the thing. When oh, you went, my gosh. Oh, God, that happened to me. Oh, no, Because nobody told me. Don't. That. And I was literally suspended. The guy, <laughs> Rum Tum Tugger, the guy that played, Richard Lloyd King, 
caught me by the <gasps> tail. And at one point, I was leaning at 45 degrees no. over the set no. and just being held by this tail. And he <gasps> hauled me back over. And I went, oh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, you know, I think from there not, I think someone did actually fall oh and they fell on the set and, you know, they had to sort of, they didn't stop the show. They just... Just drag them off. They did. Dead cat. In fact, one of the one of the big cats, the guy, one of the guys came over and I thought, oh, my God, don't move her. You don't know what's happened. Yeah. Just picked her off and, and went off. Uh, but from then on, of course, everybody had to wear a harness. Which oh. was actually a pain because yeah. you had to sort of click it all on, and you know yeah, it was a nightmare. Yeah. But yeah, it just goes to show, you know. Oh. You, it was, uh, and you know, I got paid two quid for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> two quid to do the. It was an extra. <laughs> oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing the flying trapeze tonight. Two quid extra. <laughs> well, listen, those two quids have managed you to get your, your peanut butter on a yeah. Friday afternoon <laughs> sitting in the garden. <laughs> Darling, thank you so much for chatting today. Oh, totally it's been lovely. And um, if anybody is in Windsor at the Old Court on the 1st of April 2023, you'll be there doing your wonderful Joyce Grenfell show. I will indeed. Thank you so much for coming along. (laughs) It's been such a pleasure. And she might enter the stage on a trapeze. Oh, I just absolutely love talking to Nicola. You know, sometimes you meet someone who, if you were going on a a 10-hour drive with, you know that you would have a good old natter. You wouldn't stop talking about whatever. You know, you people are just comfortable. It's a funny old thing, isn't it? Because there's also the opposite to that, where there's a lot of people that I can't even imagine being five minutes in a car with. <laughs> But she's just an absolute diamond. I love hearing her stories. She's so interesting. Um, she does have a website. I think it's nicolakeen.com or .co.uk. Google her name. She'll pop up if you want to read more about her wonderful career. What an absolute star. Thank you so much for listening today. And I do need to end just by saying that um, this is April 2023. And on the 18th of April, I start my eight-week mindfulness and self-compassion course here in Windsor in person. You can go to www.co... Oh, my God. Did I just do an extra W? I can't remember now. I'm too excited about musicals. I need to go and listen to Les Mis for a couple hours. <laughs> go to www.upgrade yourday.co.uk find out all about my eight-week course which is now booking and also i should mention that last week we did a sunrise ramble on the last day of winter honestly i couldn't believe it we headed out in the dark at about half past five in the morning and we were welcomed with the most beautiful beautiful sunrise and it really felt like Uh, Mother Nature was saying, I think you've all had enough of winter now. Here's spring. You're welcome. It was absolutely beautiful. And I do these at the beginning of every season. So if you're interested in heading out into the dark where maybe you wouldn't go out by yourself, but with a group of people, you like the idea of that. Come along and join us. I do four or five a year. All the details are on the website as well. And I've also got my spring ramble in May. So in May, we go out a little bit later in the day at 10 a.m. and we go for a good two-hour ramble around the countryside of Windsor and Eton. We have a little bit of a a meditation, a 10-minute, well, five-minute meditation, half halfway through as well a little bit of mindful walking but if that's not your thing you can just sit by the river for a little bit it's completely up to you but that is also booking as well so please check out the website come along 
I'm now off to listen to a bit of Lamey's. I think I need to sing around the house for a couple hours. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.